Hello, hello, hello. So I have some absolutely amazing news before I start this episode of the podcast. This month, Des Kelly Interiors will be sponsoring my podcast, The Shane Walsh Podcast, to celebrate Sleep Timber. Des Kelly Interiors are an Irish-owned business specialising in all things beds, mattresses, flooring, carpets and home furnishings. They have nine showrooms across Dublin, Kildare and Meath. This month, they are celebrating Sleep Timber, where they will be running massive discounts across all nine stores in their bedding department. They'll be talking all things sleep on their socials, so make sure to tune in. I've always talked about the importance of sleep and I've had the amazing Tom Coleman on and he has done the research for Des Kelly on this side of things as well. And I'm honoured to be working with a brand that values sleep as much as I do. They have a huge range of beds and mattresses as well as a dedicated fitness connection range. They have very kindly offered and given me a discount code for all the listeners when you quote Shane Walsh in store you will get 10% off all beds and mattresses. So hope you guys enjoy the episode and massive thank you to Des Kelly Interiors for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, so a quick one from myself with some absolutely amazing news and something that I'm really excited about and I probably wanted to do for a very, very, very long time. So I am hosting my very, very first solo uh, seminar, which is a female fat loss seminar in Dublin on the 9th of October, which is a Sunday. And I'll be starting at around half nine or 10 o'clock and we finishing up at about half three. So it's going to be in the Radisson Blue St. Helens Hotel in Dublin. So it's close enough to the M50 if you are coming from various different locations. I know some people are even coming, have even booked flights and are coming in for it. I'm probably going to keep the numbers a, a, like smaller than I probably should because I want to make sure that everyone's getting attention to what their problems are or what they are looking for out of it. So what is the Female Fat Loss Seminar going to be talking about? It's going to be looking at the basics of the menstrual cycle. It's going to be looking at how do you train and you're working your nutrition around your menstrual cycle. We're going to talk about the pill. Does it cause weight gain? The different types of pill. We are also going to talk about menopause, perimenopause, how to work with people around that as well. We are going to work around PCOS. We're going to talk about endometriosis, loads of different things. So it will be very, very full on information. But this is perfect for someone who's just looking to upskill themselves. It's perfect for a personal trainer or a nutritionist looking for a portal or a way for them to kind of like upskill themselves and up their upskill their knowledge so that they can help with their clients. So I know the people that have purchased the tickets are so far. I'm really, really excited for those already. So the talk is happening on the Sunday, the 9th of October in the Radisson Blue St. Helens Hotel in Dublin. And it will kick off at about half nine or 10 o'clock and will be on for the day. So the tickets are, the early bird price tickets are 70 euro. Dublin hotels are not cheap. So it's, it's 70 euro for a ticket. If you're coming with a friend, bring a friend. If you're coming solo, a couple of the people are already coming solo as well. So it could be a way for you to meet myself in person. I'd lo- I want to meet more people. I ran a seminar when I used to work in a gym and I ran that for free. And I think about 30 people showed up, which was amazing on the two parts so there'll be lunch in the in the middle that you guys can get as well and then there'll be tea and coffee provided by me on the morning of because we'll need tea and coffee so hopefully you got you everyone listen to this or some people listen to this will join me in my first very solo in-person seminar i've missed doing these this has been a goal for 2022 and i just need that little bit of a push to do it so thank you so much for all your support for listening to the podcast over the last little while I'm really, really excited for this. So if you are interested, click the link in the write-up below. And I look forward to seeing you at the Radisson Blue St. Helens Hotel, Dublin on the 9th of October. If you have any questions about it, let me know and I will see you there.
Hello, hello, hello. So thank you so much for everyone who has listened to any episodes of the podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who has been on the podcast. I'm really excited for the next little while in relation to who's coming on. I'm really excited to who's coming on in relation to affiliations and sponsors of the podcast for the month of September for and going forward past that as well. So it's really exciting times for the podcast and I'm it's down to you guys. I press record you guys listen and it seems to land which hopefully makes sense and it means a lot to me and it's amazing to hear and see the amount of downloads that's increasing on an ongoing basis and all that so thank you so much for that so today's episode is going to be a solo episode of the podcast and what i'm going to talk about today is eight ways to get back on track so many people struggle with this element of I'm, I'm either on it or I'm off it. I'm on track or I'm off track. I've fallen off the wagon. I'm off the, on the wagon. That side of things. The first things first is the wagon isn't a thing. It's a, it's a complete figment of your imagination. It isn't a thing. It's, it, it's almost like a justification for the actions. The wagon is not a thing. And I'll send a, I'll put in a, an episode for that below in the show notes so you can listen to that episode about falling off the wagon why it's not a thing it's not a thing it's 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 a figment of your imagination it's 100 not a thing and why people struggle to get back on tracks is they believe somewhere along the way in their life that they have to be perfect in order to see results now that comes from many different areas that can come from childhood that can come from grief that can come from trauma, that can come from a bereavement in the family when you were young. And if you aren't perfect, there's no point in trying or there's no point in changing anything. Or if it's not perfect, you attach that word of failure to yourself. But trying to be perfect with something, particularly your nutrition or your training or whatever it may be, is going as one quick fire way of not being perfect. So it's a little bit ironic. It's like the ir- irony of the quick fix episode that I spoke about, which is 293, I think it is. And in that episode, I talk about how the quick fix is actually setting you up for a longer term heartache and heartbreak and financial remorse and all that kind of stuff. And with the whole thing of getting back on track, people can bring this perfectionist mentality into things and it's not that you are a perfectionist because you're not a perfectionist that's a belief system that you've created for yourself and a belief system is a story it's an idea it's an attachment that you have brought and attached that to yourself to make that almost a justification or a validation reason for your particular actions and with perfection it as I said already, it can come from, say, bullying at school, that you need to be a certain way in order to be accepted by society. If there's grief or trauma in your family and potentially someone died, someone quite close to you died when you were younger, it can be the one way that you try to control things that that won't happen again or other other negative things might not happen to you again. But with perfection, perfection is one of these things that is a, it's almost like a biblical term in that if you think about in the Bible or in old stories like Greek stories or Roman stories or of fables, there's this element of perfection that we need to be perfect to be 
to be something or someone or whatever it may be or we may have a parent who can be a little bit overbearing in relation to you need to be doing this you need to be working hard to get to your goal you need to be working x y and z hours or you have a boss that you're trying to live up to but you need to look at and take a real big stock of why do you try to keep being perfect when in reality you can't be perfect you can only be human no one on this earth can be perfect not one person is perfect not even me not even the people that you're scrolling and looking on social media not even the people that you look like that have their shit together there's every single one of us on this earth have something or a lot of things that can lead us to these beliefs these systems these stories we create them as a kid we create them as we go along they just get a little bit more it's kind of like if you have a pen in your hand and you start writing on a piece of paper lightly if you keep going over that line it's going to become a little bit more darker and darker and darker and more ingrained in the page it's going to go through the page and onto other pages and it becomes an it becomes a little bit more of a story goes on to the next chapter and we start to believe that a little bit more that's essentially what it is it's a belief system but it doesn't make it a fact it really really doesn't make you a fact so how do we get back on track and what this could look like is especially with things opening back up i haven't opened back up and i know myself my social life has definitely got a lot busier in the last little while and it's amazing but it's also realizing that that's my priority right now my priority right now is my recovery my training my sleep my social life and they're my priorities right now but for other people their priorities may be family maybe getting kids back into school maybe something else but you need to be in truly in line with what you are and challenge these stories that you've created so what it could look like is and a lot of people are challenging with things opening back up they believe that they can't have a meal out or that they've ruined their diet or the language of i'm going to be good today or if i look at a meal i'm going to put these calories on or whatever it may be and or you've gone out for a weekend or away for the weekend with your partner or family or friends or a hen or a stag or whatever it may be and you feel you've undone your progress you can't undo your progress that quickly if you've been consistent for a little bit i'm not even going to put a number on it as in how long that is if you've been consistent you can't undo things and what I would always recommend, I know clients that are working with me for a bit, they kind of have this sentence of winning the next meal. It can take a while for that to last. So the number one is win the next meal. Don't let it go on into the rest of the week. Don't let it go on. So if you're out Friday and Saturday, don't let it go on until Wednesday until you reset. Don't tell yourself you're going to start being Monday when you haven't even done a shop. Realistically, just win the next meal. Like I was out for dinner last night at a Bunsen. And there was no, there's no point in me feeling guilty for having a Bunsen. Why would I feel guilty? I've done nothing wrong. And that's essentially what you're saying to yourself. You're wrong for having a social life. You're wrong for having a life. You're wrong for being able to go out for meals. But this was a massive chapter in our lives for so long. And then it was taken away for us for two years, a year and a half, whatever it may be. And when things have opened back up and we don't know how to handle it or we've dropped the tools that have been working for us, we end up feeling guilty, which means you've done something wrong. But then the overarching thing element of that is shame, which means I am wrong for having fun. I am wrong for having that Bunsen. 
Now, if you actually say it out loud like that, and you're listening to me say it to myself, what you should be saying is, that actually sounds really silly. You can't undo something in a weekend if you've been consistent. Would I advise stepping on the scales after a heavier weekend on food or a drink? Probably not. Because realistically, the expectation in your head is it's going to be down. Realistically, the expectation is it should be down. But in reality, it's probably going to go up and it's normal for it to go up. It's normal for weight to fluctuate. But you constantly expecting yourself those scales to go down every single time is you telling porcupine lies to yourself all the time. So winning the next meal means just, right, if you were out the night before you went out for a meal, just get back to your breakfast. I've literally just finished my breakfast having this. I was out for dinner last night, just get back to it. I will probably reduce one of my snacks out of things today because ultimately we are the compound of our actions over time and I think a lot of people realise or kind of think to themselves is I've undone my progress, I might as well press the fuck up button which will undo the progress further and you can't undo something that's already been done it's like trying to go back in time and unless you're in that film Back to the Future or whatever it may be or going back with the dinosaurs and you have that ability or Doctor Who whatever it may be it's not possible so when the next meal could just be right let's just get a breakfast if you're out for two or three if you're out for a say breakfast and lunch with friends or whatever just have, a, or have your regular dinner that could be simply it if you've had a little bit more for in the evening and you've had a breakfast you've had a starter main dessert and a couple of drinks just have your breakfast or push it out a little bit further next one is one meal at a time taking a one meal at a time will bring away or take away that perfection element of things you cannot fail one meal at a time it's literally impossible if you take it one meal at a time it removes that perfection element of it it removes that guilt thing away from things and it removes that shame element out of things as well so taking a one meal at a time imagine if you're walking it's one step at a time it's the same thing that you're trying to do here even when you're learning how to walk you have falls think of it when you were a kid you fell over and you got back up the same thing with what we're doing You also have to realise number three is realise the odd meal won't stop you or derail you. It really, really won't. But what if it's X amount of calories? Well, what if it is X amount of calories? Why not if you are counting calories and counting calories isn't for everyone? Why not aim for a weekly calorie average? So what does this look like and what does this mean? If you are, say, on giving yourself 2,000 calories a day and that's what your deficit entails... There's seven days in a week. That'll be 14,000 calories in a week that you are having. Now, if you were to have, say, 3,000 calories on Monday and Tuesday, a lot of people will be listening to this and saying, well, I've undone my week, so I might as well stop. There's no point anymore. But hang on a second. You have 14,000 calories to eat for the week, and you've only had 6,000 of those calories. So you still have 8,000 calories left for the rest of the week, and you should be in and around still in your deficit if you can do. So if we take away the 6,000 off the 14,000, it leads to 8,000. And 8,000 divided by the rest of the days in the week will give you some sort of figure for yourself. You can still reset. 
If you're out for a regular meal, just win the next meal. One meal at a time. The odd meal won't stop anyone. Will there be fluctuations? 100%. But that's coming back to your values of, I need to be a certain weight to be accepted. I need to be a certain weight to be validated. And that's that mainly is kind of like the concern for an awful lot of people is, they don't believe that they can have fun on when they are trying to lose weight. You can. You can have fun. Dieting doesn't need to be miserable. There'll be times when, it's like you say, if you're doing a fitness photo shoot or you're prepping, but the people who listen to this podcast aren't in that headspace. The vast majority of people who listen to this podcast aren't in that headspace. You're making dieting harder for yourself by not allowing yourself to have chocolate every day. You're making it harder for yourself by not allowing yourself to have meals out with friends by not allowing yourself to have the odd drink. One of the main factors that happens when I talk to clients on a daily basis and when I do the welcome calls is having a clear goal or having a why. Having Losing weight isn't a big enough goal. It's not a big enough goal. You need to figure out why you want to lose weight. Some perfect examples are, I want to lose weight because I want to feel better in my clothes. Why do you want to feel better in your clothes? Because it reminds me when I felt comfortable. It reminds me of good times. So why does it remind you of good times? Because that's when I first started meeting my husband. Why does it remind you of meeting your husband? Because that's when we couldn't take our hands off each other. So you want to get back that focus and they're like nodding like the Churchill dog. It brings back that emotional attachment to things. Another example of a why would be, I want to lose weight. Why do you want to lose weight? So I can feel better in my clothes. Why do you want to feel better in my clothes? So I'm lots of, less self-conscious. Why do you want to be less self-conscious? So I get into photos. Why do you want to be getting into photos? So I can get into photos with my family. Why do you want to get into photos into your family? So my kids and my grandkids will have memories of me when I pass away. Now that's a morbid one, but that's still having an emotional attachment. That's the difference. If you have a why, that's the bit that's going to get you out of bed in the morning to go for that walk that you potentially don't want to do and stop relying on motivation. Another one would could be, I why do I want to lose weight? Because I want to improve my health. Why do you want to improve your health? Just came back from the doctor and I've got higher cholesterol. So why do you want to improve your higher cholesterol? Because I want to be around for my kids. So there's really quick examples. So what I would advise you to do if you're listening to this is sit down and write out why you want to lose weight. Be clear on why that why you want to do something. You know why you go to work. You don't go to work motivated every single day. But in but you still show up. Why? Because if you don't go to work, you don't get paid. If you don't get paid, you can't keep the roof over your head. So your family will have to live out in the street. And that's a dramatic example. But that's the kind of thing of like when people say they're relying on motivation and we all have drops of motivation. We really, really do. There's times I don't want to do anything. And you know what? That's okay. There's times I'm a little bit more tired or a little bit more stressed. There's times I don't want to do anything and that's okay. But beating ourselves up isn't going to help. Have a clear goal, have a clear why and that will help you. Put that image or if you're, I know a lot of my clients in the minute are, are, are planning to get married in the next kind of four months. So a couple of them have their dress hanging up on their, in their bedrooms. So they're looking at it or they have it somewhere that they can kind of look for or they have it on their phone. 
be clear on your why. There will be days you don't feel like doing stuff. There will be days you don't want to go for that walk. There are days where you don't want to eat your regular meals. You'll have off days. If you think of it like a 12-week goal and break it into that, in that 12 weeks, life isn't going to go in a straight line. And this is another thing is life will happen. There will always be something that crops up. Oh, because I know when I've had conversations with people before, it's like, oh, I've got a wedding this week. I've got a wedding next week. I've got a hen the following week. I've got X, Y, and Z coming up. I've got a holiday. But there's four or five things that are kind of coming up in 12 weeks. What about the other six or seven weeks that you can focus on? What can you do in those times? So focus on, like, life will always happen. There's always going to be events. You shouldn't be trying to stop going to things because of your goal. Can you give or take? It depends on what, can you kind of like alter things and go for the two out of four rule, which is out of a main, right of a starter, main, dessert, and a drink, pick two out of the four. Or have the four, I don't mind. But it's the language you're using to yourself afterwards. Life will happen, there'll always be something. Something like you have a blip, you get injured, hopefully you're not from training, or you're under recovering, stress is at work, there's deadlines at work, the kids are going back to school, there's holidays coming up, there will always be something that's coming up. So it's about making some sort of strategy or structure for yourself or working with someone to aid that for you. Like I know at the moment, I've got three or four clients at the minute who are have a very, very busy time with work and family at the minute. So we're not really focusing on weight loss at the minute. What we're focusing at the minute is we're focusing on what do we need to do daily that is just going to aid us. And for them, for two or three out of the four, it's literally having my regular meals and getting out for a walk. Because they're quite tight for time because they're clear on their values. Their values for this month is their family. Their their, their values are linked to what they do on a daily basis. Most people haven't got a clue what their values are. And I've said that for quite a while on the podcast and Dr. Libby Weaver, who was on on Monday, episode 294, spoke about that as well. If you're clear on your why, if you're clear on your values, you know what you can say yes to, you know what you can say no to, you know when to push things, you know when to ease off things. Like I know myself, I'm injured at the minute. So my training has had to take a back seat. But that doesn't mean I go and eat the fridge. How do I work around it is I'm going to go for smaller walks. I can't walk on my leg at the way it is at the minute from spraining my knee because it's too painful. I can't walk on it for an hour. So I'm going to do two or three 20 minute walks or I'm walking around the house when I'm talking to uh, people or getting extra steps around the house or whatever it may be. Or I'm going for short walks with friends for coffees and stuff like that as well. Is it ideal at the beginning of the pre-season? No, but it doesn't mean the whole season's gone. just means I have to be smarter in how I train and realize that my body is not able for the level that it was potentially going for or I push things too hard and reassessing that way. So my nutrition can still be on point, my sleep can still be on point, and my social life can still be on point. But that doesn't mean I still give up on my goal. I know why I want to play football. I know what I can do to play football. 
and now I need to know what I need to do now to get myself the best chance of recovering from this, which is physio for the next couple of weeks. It's a don't be afraid to almost adjust your goal if needs be, but you need to know what your goal is and be clear on that. The next one is have a realistic expectation. And this is a hard one for a lot of people to stomach and a hard one for a lot of people to listen to. Most people think that they're going to lose a lot of weight overnight without any without minimal effort. Losing weight is hard. Losing weight is difficult. Like anyone that says it isn't is lying to you. It is difficult. Do we can we make it more difficult for ourselves? 100%. But if we know what our why is, if we focus on the basics of having regular meals or counting calories if that's what you want to go for and not giving yourself really, really low calories and silly low calories and not cutting out our favorite food each day, well, then you're in a you're in a safer place for that goal. But having a realistic, realistic expectation, like I know right now my goal right now isn't related to physique, isn't related to weight loss, isn't related to weight gain. It's managing my fitness levels and making sure that that I'm expecting to be a marathon runner tomorrow? Absolutely not. And it's just like, if you have, I've had this conversation with a couple of people recently, it was like, well, have you done what you were have set out to do at the, end, at the beginning of the week? And they're like, no. Okay, so how can we expect to do well on an exam if we haven't studied for it? How can we do well in a course if we aren't going to the lectures? And then you get this look back or you get this this kind of like silent tone back or nothing there. And it's just like it's an epiphany drop. If your actions aren't matching up to your expectations, it's going to be very difficult to get you to your goal that you have chosen. If your goal is solely based on a weighing scales and what that reads, you're in for a long trip. If you focus more on what you need to do on a daily basis or a weekly basis in order to get your goal, you'll be in a hell of a lot better position. So, right, do I need to go to the gym twice this week? And do I need to go for three walks this week? Do I need to get my regular meals in this week? And do I need to nail my sleep? Pick one of those. Most people try to change everything when they haven't managed to even nail one thing yet. You're trying to be, it's the equivalent of trying to be an accountant, a lawyer, a solicitor, a doctor all at once. You get overwhelmed because you try to change everything. You try to change 10, 15, 20 years of habits. But focus on one thing and it'll be a hell of a lot easier for you. You don't expect to be a millionaire overnight. You don't expect to have the savings for a mortgage overnight. But you're realistic about that. You're like, well, I need to save this amount to get to that goal. The last one is being sound to yourself or JBS, just be sound. If you are an asshole to yourself, how do you expect others to treat you? The language that some people use around themselves is quite hard to hear sometimes. Engage in some positive self-talk. Our bodies and our minds have been under tremendous amount of stress over the last year or so or over the last couple of years if you have a night out don't shame yourself and throw your hands up and say well what's the point anymore realize that's been a while since you've gone out you're only human and you'll just reset the control is in your hands 
like I know a lot of people will say well if I'm out for a meal over at my family and they'll try to push food and it's like no I'm good thank you no one can make you eat anything that you don't want to no one can make you drink anything that you don't want to we can't blame others for our actions nor should we but so many people do so many people do will end up blaming others for their actions we can't do that give yourself some credit have you shown up this week have you put your kids to bed this week have you gone for a walk this week are you feeling better in yourself have you done the best you can this week like if you were to rate yourself at the end of each week realistically out of 10 10 being at the high, uh, 100% out of 10 how adherent or how in the direction you say you want to go how adherent have you been okay so some people will say 4 some people will say 5 some people will say 6 and that could be for life reasons that could be for other reasons that could be through a lot of different things but we have to look at it from a point of view of if you only got 40 or 50 or 60 percent of your salary right now you wouldn't be overly happy so if you're only committing 40 50 or 60 percent towards your goal whatever that may be whether it be a weight loss goal a strength goal a body composition goal a promotion whatever it may be you wouldn't be happy like if your boss turned around and said you're only getting 40 percent because i feel you only put 40 percent effort in this week or else this month you wouldn't be overly happy so it's actually being clear on your why your why for getting your full salary is you're going to do the best you can and there's a fine line become that becoming a an identity and there's a fine line between that becoming your life really we live in a stressful world at the minute and at some time you need to have this self-care you need to be sounder to yourself your job on this earth isn't to be a to work all the time be sound to yourself if you have one meal out you had fun if you had more chocolate than you would normally have so be it you need to look at what your why is again you need to look at right, am i act am, am i matching up to the expectations like if you're out for meals all the time and you step on the scales and you're expecting it to go down well then it's not really an expect your expectations are are way off and the reality is real realistic to where it should be but if you're doing the best you can and you're feeling better in your clothes you're feeling stronger your libido is up you're more confident you feel like you're getting comments off your partner or whatever it may be and they're making you feel warm and fuzzy and that was your goal that's huge that keeps you going but you need to give yourself some credit and some validation towards the end of it. because if someone said to you right now that you look amazing you wouldn't necessarily believe it you may not believe it and if you do believe it amazing keep hold of that don't let that go but a lot of us are looking for validation from other people in order to lose weight a lot of people are looking for validation in order to feel better and look better about themselves figure out what you what's important to you figure out what you need to do the last thing i'm going to say is playing the long game a lot of people won't like that answer listen to 293 on the quick fix it takes a while to put on weight and it takes a while to take it off you can go fast and quick if you want 
And if that's okay and you're prepared for that, happy days. But if you look someone who's a yo-yo dieter and struggle with their weight for a lot of their lives, well then, a fast, quick approach may not be the best solution. Think of it like building a house. Do you build a house and put the walls up, the windows in, the roof on with no foundations? Or do you actually look at the foundations and get them set perfectly first? Yeah, so I would say it's the it's, it's the latter, which is getting your foundation set. Look at one habit that you can change tomorrow or today, should I say. Look at one habit that you can focus on today. So a lot of things that's working now at the minute is changing sleep patterns for clients. It's going to be darker evenings sooner and it's going to be darker mornings sooner. It's going to be, could be a little bit more difficult for people to get up in the mornings. What's your pre-bed routine like? If you're not sleeping, you possibly can't function. You can't be doing your job. It's not possible. There'll be times where it gets disrupted through having to work late or if that's happening every time, you need to look at your priorities and you look at your values. Are your values family? Are your values work? Are their values you? Where are you sitting on that kind of like, that kind of like circle and that pie chart? How much of a section of that pie chart do you have? Where do you fall into that? If you look at what your values are right now and figure those out, and it's not about being values of I'm happy, I'm sad, whatever it may be. It's figuring out what you truly value. What's important to you right now? What do you need to do to, to, to align with that value to get you to your goal and play that longer game? So the tips for the ways to get back on track are win the next meal. One meal at a time. Realize the odd meal won't stop you. Have a clear goal or a why. Have realistic, realistic expectations. Be sound to yourself or JBS, just be sound. Play the long game and realize that life will throw you things and life will happen. But it's how you react to those things. It's having a plan B or a C. Life doesn't go in a straight line. It's like a heart rate monitor goes up and down, up and down. It even goes like the voice recorder that I'm watching right now as I'm talking on this microphone. It's going up and down. It's listening to my voice. It's picking up the tone. It's picking up, am I talking higher? Is it talking about the gaps or whatever it may be? Life will throw us different things. And if that, if you set that, if you work on one habit and work on that for a while and bring that in, that will allow you to say, right, what's my expectation here when life adds more stress to my life? What can I do? Well, I can go for a walk before work. Tick. You're already you're already in a better place than you were previously. Okay, so one of the kids is sick, right? I'm going to ask for a little bit more help. Tick. So that will allow me to either get a power nap in or get the shop in some set up for the week. Tick. They're small little wins that add up over time. There's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as a perfect life. Doesn't matter what social media is telling you. So hopefully you've enjoyed that episode. If you enjoyed that episode, please do tag me up on your story. If you've enjoyed it all, please share it amongst your friends. So really, really hope you've enjoyed the episode on ways to get back on track.